welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. of this psalm. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. Our Father, we say thank you again for the privilege of opening your word for ourselves. Thank you for your anointed word. Pray, dear God, that you would use your word today to speak to our hearts, to challenge us. I pray you would use me as your instrument to minister grace to the hearts of your people give you thanks Father God and give you praise for what you have done and what you will do in Jesus name we pray amen and amen please be seated thank you very much amen this uh, psalm that we just read a portion of scripture there are many uh, different views as to when it was written and what the circumstances were that were taking place in the life of David when he wrote this psalm. But as we read down further, we discover that it was a challenging time for him, for he declared that his family had forsaken him and that his friends had turned against him. And so we know it was not an easy time, but his desire was not just to be back in communion or fellowship with his friends and his family. That did not take precedent in the life of this man of God. What was most important to him was his communion, his relationship with God. Amen. That took the, that was his number one priority. That things were right between God and himself. That he would be, his desire while away was that 
he would be able to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Say, one thing have I desired. So he was very clear about what mattered to him above all else. He desired the Lord's presence in his life. He desired to be in the house of God. He desired to behold the beauty of God. He longed for that. He longed to be in the place where, or he desires to be in the place where only the priest goes, in the presence of the Lord, in the Holy of Holies. David wanted to live an uninterrupted life when it comes to his communion with God. He wanted it to be a continual thing. Amen. Non-stop. David yearned to live in God's presence in order to behold or to gaze the beauty of God. One might ask, well, what is this beauty of God? God's beauty is his holiness. David's desire was to gaze at the holiness of God, the, the beauty of God. And when we come in the presence of the Lord, amen, we come to gaze at his beauty, his holiness, amen. When we come to worship in the house of the Lord, amen, we come to behold his beauty for we desire to see a manifestation of God. For God to show up when we gather together. We want God to move in our midst. We want God to move in our lives. We want God to make a difference in people's lives. David's desire was to behold the beauty of the Lord. So the question that we are faced with or the question I would like to use as a theme is what is that one thing that you desire most and to each of us it might vary because we are all different human beings we are all at different places in our spiritual walk with the Lord amen our desire might vary one from another because for some of us it might be a spiritual desire while for some of us it might be something natural that we desire of the Lord. Somebody's desire might be complete healing. Somebody's desire might be complete deliverance. Somebody's desire might be a breakthrough in their circumstances. So all desire might vary one from another. So what is that one thing that you desire of the Lord? David wanted to live in the Lord's presence and to inquire or to seek after him. He passionately desired to observe the Lord in his dwelling place, to meditate upon him 
to, as it were, investigate him. David, his foremost priority was to know God. And this, of course, again, is the desire of all true worshipers. To know God, to know God better. Not just to receive something from God. Because as we sang earlier, he has, he has done so much for us to be thankful that even if he chooses not to do anything more, he's still worthy of praise. Can somebody say amen? Amen. 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 If he chooses not to do anything more, he's still worthy. Because he has done so much for us. So David's desire was not to just receive from the Lord, but to be in the presence of the Lord. To worship him. The Bible tells us. David here recognized. That in God's presence. There was God's protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high. Shall abide. Under the shadow of the almighty. In the presence of the Lord. There is the Lord's protection. Amen. He protects us. When we are in close communion with him, the Bible says, nothing can in any wise harm us. So our desire then should be to stay close to God. It's Jesus who says, abide in me. Our desire as believers should be that we strive on a daily basis to abide in the Lord, to stay in the Lord. Amen. To be closer and closer to God. David's desire is to be in the secret place of God's tabernacle. The secret place of the Most High. David wanted to set God up on high. David wanted to be there to exalt, to lift up, to magnify the name of the Lord. There is protection, he says, when he is in the presence of the Lord. What I want us to focus on is that phrase that David says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. One might ask, well, what is a desire? A desire is a state of mind that is expressed by terms like wanting, wishing, longing, or craving. Sammy says, as, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs after you, O God. It, it is a craving it is a longing. It is a strong feeling of wanting to have or wishing for something to happen. One thing have I desired of the Lord. In our service to the Lord, we have things that we desire. Can somebody say amen? amen. All of us have desires. But for many of us, it just turned out to be a wish list. 
And that's where it ends. Talk to some brethren who love the Lord. And uh, when they share their desire with you, sometimes it gives you thrills. But that's all it is. And year after year after year, it's the same desire. But it has not been fulfilled. Nothing has been done. So the desire is simply like a wish list. And we know this so well. Especially when it comes to what we know as New Year's resolutions. And we have our New Year's resolutions. And I'm not saying that they're bad. Amen. But just... Having that as a resolution without taking any action is not going to make it a reality. Hmm. You see, God blesses us in what we do. Oh Lord, we have to be doing something. Am I, am I talking to us? You pray and say, well, God, please anoint me. And God is saying, for what? What are you doing? Why do you need it? God bless me. What, why? Because if we are not doing anything, God strengthen me. For what? You have enough strength to do what you're doing. Am I talking to us? Because God strengthens us for the task that he has given us to do. And many of us will remain weak all our lives because we're not doing the task. So the strength that we need for the task we don't have because we're not doing. Listen, brother, sister. God has given us enough for us to launch out and to do. And it's when we use what he has given to us and we cannot go any further, then he supplies the strength for us to keep going on. But he has already given us enough for us to use. Oh, Lord. So many of us, we make our New Year's resolutions. But that's all that it is. But it never one year come to fruition. And the desire in and of itself is good. Yes, they're good desires. But then it does not materialize. It does not evolve into anything else. It's just simply a desire. And it becomes like just something we are wishing. We notice David. He says in that verse, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And the next clause says, And that will I seek after. A desire in and of itself will not accomplish what we want to accomplish. In addition to the desire, there must be that determination. And that is where 
the rubber hits the road when it comes to determination. Because I submit to us that there are obstacles every step of the way that are designed to hinder us. Having the desire alone is not going to get it accomplished. There must be determination. Yes, we must be determined that no matter what, we are going to go on. We are going to do it. Can somebody say amen? One thing have I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after. God said to us in Jeremiah 29, 13, Say, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Brother, sister, it must be a complete thing, a complete resolve that I am going to know the Lord better if that's the case. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do whatever it is that God has placed on our hearts. We have to be completely sold out to it to get it done. Oh Lord. And we have to be determined. Because there will always be obstacles. Having a desire is a good thing. Yes, because that's really where it begins. Good desires. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. One. But he said, I'm going to seek after it. I am going to position myself. I am going to follow through. I am going to do the work that is necessary to make this a reality. Because we all understand that there are things in life that we are up against. And in order for us to succeed in whatever we are doing, we have to be determined. We have to be determined, brother and sister. We have to be determined. We have to be single-minded, let me put it that way. We have to be completely sold out to succeed in many of the things that we desire to do. We, we have two ladies in the Old Testament that shed some light on what this total commitment is all about. We are reminded of Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi. Naomi met on hard times and was now returning to her homeland and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, decided to go with her and she kept telling her go back and go to your people and carry on with your life and then the bible says Ruth said to her do not entreat me to leave you or to depart from you for where you go I will go where you lodge I will lodge your people are going to be my people 
and your God is going to be my God. That was a resolve. That was a, a determined spirit there. Amen. That no matter what, she was going to press on. And this is the kind of spirit that we need to have today, brothers and sisters. Because I submit to us that we give up very quickly. We give up very easily. And the reality is, the ideas were good ideas. Not only are we to start well, but we are to continue well. Yes, because our goal is that we might finish well. Can somebody say amen? So Ruth says, I am not going to turn back. I am resolved that I'm going to go forward. I am resolved that no matter what it is, Nobody's going to change my mind. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on for Jesus. The other lady that demonstrated this resolve was Esther. And the Bible tells us, amen, about her desire to see the king, to save her people's life. And she was determined. Yes, they were telling her that, hey, this is not the time to see the king and, and all the things that could happen because the time was not right. And she said, if I perish, if I die, I die. But I'm going to see the king. I must see the king. Oh, Lord. There are some natural things, brothers and sisters, that fight against us in our desire to serve the Lord that demands commitment, that demands determination in order for us to succeed. Because I submit to us that as time goes by, time can water down or Yes, decrease the intensity of our desire. Yes. Because when we have been doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and we are not seeing the desired change that we are expecting, there is the temptation for giving up. And we are preaching and we are witnessing and we are doing all that we are commanded to do, but we are not seeing the result. There is the temptation for us to turn aside. But Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 says to us, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. As time goes by, as time passes by, our level of devotion might gradually decrease when it comes to our devotion to God, when it comes to that one thing that we desire of the Lord, that one thing. 
the intensity of our devotion can weaken, yes, can lose some, some fervor. And this was the situation that happened to the church at Ephesus that caused Jesus to rebuke that church in Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. As time goes by, the, the, the issues that we deal with from day to day can cause us to become complacent in our commitment to the Lord, in our service to the Lord. And one of the things that we are often tempted to do is to go back and to rest on our past accomplishments. To say, well, you know, I have done this. And you, you hear some of our brethren when we talk, some of us, all that we can talk about is years gone by. But God is the God of the now. Amen. God is the God of the present. And he is still at work in the lives of his children. But one of the temptations that we are faced with from time to time is for us to go back and to rest on some success. Some success back then that we have made in the midst of our failure. We don't use it to encourage us to keep going on. To say the God who did that is able to do what he promised even though it's difficult. But we just give up and we go back and say well... We have done, we have done what we needed to do. And so we rest on our past accomplishments. There is the danger, my brothers and sisters, when it comes to having this desire for the Lord, if we are not determined, if we are not determined, we can find ourselves just staying with what we are familiar with and so we push out and we want to do this for the lord but then it gets difficult and we just fall back to what we are familiar with because we feel safe in our familiar surrounding we just fall back and I find it interesting even at times in my own life and studying and preparing because those of us who uh, spend time studying for the purpose of teaching or preaching realize that when we reach a difficult spot sometimes and when we need some help and we go to the people who we thought would help, the commentators and all of these, everybody is silent. Everybody's silent. Nobody has any comment on this. Nobody has any. And you go and you go and you go. And there is the temptation not to pursue, but to just go back to what you're familiar with. Am I talking to us? And just to stay there. But God wants us to push beyond because there is an answer. Yes, there is an answer. It is to find it, but it is there. And it might just mean sometimes I discover that you have to just dig a little deeper. 
Yes, you have to just dig a little deeper to find what you're looking for. Because the people who you thought would be there to help, they are not there. No, no, they are not there. So you have to go back and you have to dig a little deeper. And I am applying that, brothers and sisters, to our daily pursuit, our daily commitment to the Lord. There is the temptation for us to just go back to what we are familiar with. When it gets difficult, when it gets hard, we just go back to what we are familiar with. That is our safe space. And we just fall because it's been tried and proven. So we just fall back on it. But God wants us to press on to new heights. Am I talking to us? God wants us to serve him in a more excellent way. God wants to take us to another level. But in order for us to get there, we have to let go. We, we, we can't hold on. We have to let go. We have to, one songwriter said, push away from the shoreline. Yes, we have been on the shoreline. Just push away. And trust God. Amen. As you launch out into the deep. Push away from the shoreline. But we are comfortable on the shoreline. Many of us are swimmers, but we, we don't go farther than where we can stand. And we are swimmers, but we don't go farther than where we can stand. Because as soon as anything comes up, we just stand up. And we apply that same principle to our spiritual lives. But brother, sister, we have to move to another sphere of trusting God. Yes. Of knowing that God cannot fail. Even though the circumstances around us. Every sign that we see is saying failure, failure, failure. We know that if our confidence is in God. God is going to take us through. Hmm. I am by no means saying that God is going to fulfill every wish that we have. And I think this is, this is very important because even when we pray from time to time, many of us just come up with a number of wishes and we are believing that God uh, has committed himself to taking care of those. I want to say to us that God has committed himself to his word. Can somebody say amen? And if we find it in his word, that he promises it to us, then we can lay hold on it. Amen. Amen. Knowing that God will do it. The Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And because we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Brother, sister, that is praying with confidence. Amen. Because it's already outlined in the word. It's already given to us in the word. And God has committed himself to his word. Amen. So when it gets rough, when it gets tough, brother, sister, let us keep pressing on. That's why determination 
is important when it comes to making our desires a reality. We must be determined. Yes, we must be determined. Another thing that would hinder us in our desire if we are not completely sold out is the people that we associate ourselves with. Because if you associate yourself with people who are always doubting and never believing, then you are going to automatically become a doubter. Yes, Bible says to us in 1 Corinthians 15.33, Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. And so you have this desire, but the people that you are around, they are not the ones to encourage you. They are more to discourage you. Yes, because they don't believe. They don't believe in higher heights in God. There are many persons who just believe, well, I'm saved and that's all there is to it. But Jesus says to us that when we come to him and surrender our lives to him, he and his father, they are going to come and they are going to visit with us. Am I talking to us? And he says he's going to make his abode with us. What that says to us, brothers and sisters, is that they are periodic refreshings that we experience in our pilgrimage as we go from day to day. As we serve the Lord every now and then, he pours something in our spirits. Amen. That refreshes us. Sometimes it's uh, persons that we encounter, persons we come in contact with that God uses from time to time to revitalize, re-energize us to let us know that he is right there with us. Amen. He has not just saved us and left us. So whatever we make out of life, that's, that's up to us. No, but he is with us. And by the way, that's what many believe. But he promised that he is with us and he's going to be with us all the way. We have to and need to acknowledge the presence of the Lord. So here, brother, sister, as we move along, David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. So a desire is to be accompanied with a determination to seek after. And I am submitting to us that there are many, many elements out there that are designed to hinder us in our godly pursuits. Yes, there are many. Yes, there are many. And may I say to us that they are not all bad. They are good things. Because the daily concern of our daily affairs, family life, and all that goes into, into it. If we are not careful, 
even a good thing can become a hindrance. And Jesus warned against this on several, several occasions. So I am saying to us, brother, sister, that there are many things that we encounter in our daily walk, in our daily lives, that we have to be careful of because they will cause us to move away from our devotion, our commitment to God, if we are not careful. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. And I'm saying that along with this wonderful desire, there must be the determination. And one of the things that this determination requires in order for us to, for it to really become a reality, to become real in our lives, is discipline. Ah. I was thinking the other day and I said to myself and that discipline and manners can take you places in life. If you're a disciplined person and you have good manners, you can go places in life. But you have to have discipline. Yes. What is discipline? And I'm moving away from uh, Merriam-Webster. This is not according to Merriam-Webster. Discipline is when one uses reason to determine the best course of action regardless of one's desire. It is when one uses reason to determine what is the best course of action. Because there are times when emotions take over. And we know the various emotions that we experience sometimes, it can be just fear. But we have to use reason to determine what is the best course of action in this particular matter. Yes, I, I am annoyed about this, I'm angry, I'm just furious about this, but should I give in to that? Is that going to be the best course of action at this time? That's where using reasoning comes in. Am I talking to us today? Discipline provides people with rules to live their lives efficiently and effectively. When a person has discipline in his or her life, that individual makes small sacrifices in the present, in the present, for a better life in the future. That's discipline. 
You, you make small, small sacrifices now because you're looking ahead for the future. And, and we, we can even think about it, brother, sister, very practical example that we are all fully aware of is the area of finances. That you are, you know, you, 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 have, you, you, you get your, your salary, your wages, whatever it is, your income. And there are so many things that want to take it away from you right away. But you have to say, well, no, I'm making a small sacrifice here. Am I talking to us? I'm making a small sacrifice here because I'm looking ahead. Yes, and I know if I make this sacrifice here, then over there I'll be able to accomplish my goal. But if I give in to this right here, right now, it's going to hinder me and it's going to take me longer to achieve what I am striving to achieve. Am I, am I talking to us? Oh Lord, get all silence there. Don't, don't, don't touch on money. That's serious business. But the reality is, the Bible says it's our substance. And so we, we have to be extremely careful. And I, and I submit to us, brother, sister, it, it's, just so, it's just so amazing, you know. I was taking uh, Shelly to the airport the, the other day and we were driving down. I was telling her something that I wanted her to get for me that she had purchased for me in the past. And I was telling her, Anissa, and she just took out her phone. And I'm driving to the airport. And in a matter of a minute or two, she says, done. Amazon. And she said, Amazon says it's going to be by my house in the next two days. So by the time I reach, I'll be able to get it the next day and send it back to you. That's a temptation that a whole lot of us can resist. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Because it is so easy, brother, sister. But discipline will cause us to make small sacrifices in the here and now. And I'm talking about in our pursuit to serve the Lord. Discipline will cause us to make small sacrifices because let's face the reality. Life requires sacrifice. Period. You have to be willing to sacrifice something. Life requires sacrifice. And discipline enables us to make these small sacrifices now for a better outcome down there in the future. It is discipline that creates habits and habits create routine and routine make us who we are. Yes, it, it, is, it is the discipline that creates the habits. And I'm applying this now in a spiritual context to prayer. It is a discipline that creates that habit. 
habit of praying. Amen. And as we practice that habit, it becomes a routine. And as a result of it becoming a routine, it becomes a part of who we are. And so we have set times when we pray. Yes, amen. amen. We have set times when we go into the presence of the Lord. But again, it starts with discipline. And discipline often requires us to say no to ourselves. Mm. In his book, Spiritual Liberation, Michael Beckwith writes, The gift of self-discipline is that it has the power to take you beyond the reasoning of temporary emotion to freedom. Discipline. Yes has the power to take you beyond the reasoning of temporary emotion. That is when those emotions arise and offer something temporary. Discipline gives us the ability to say no, to restrain ourselves so that in the end there is freedom. Because I'm submitting to us that many of these things that come up they are designed to entrap us. Yes, they are designed to trap us. But discipline enables us to say no to them now so that the end result will be freedom. There are many, many people who are trapped. Yes, their emotion trapped them. And as a result, they are not experiencing spiritual freedom. Think for a moment of how empowered you felt on occasions when you did not give in to the I don't feel like it syndrome. And we have heard many testimony, many people talk about it on a Sunday morning getting up I don't feel like going to church. But they testify that as they pushed through that feeling and went beyond the I don't feel like it and they come into the house of God that there was a blessing awaiting them. And as a result of pushing beyond that, they were able to experience God's blessing. They were able to experience, amen, what God had in store for them. But that that, that momentary feeling of, I don't feel like it today. And may I submit to us that this happens more when it comes to the service of the Lord than anything else. Because many of us, we go to our job on Monday mornings and God, no, we don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. We wish we could have stayed home. Tuesday morning, we don't feel like it. And, and the list goes on. We don't feel like it. But we have to go. And so we go. But when it comes to 
the Lord's service, I don't feel like it. And sometimes we just say, well, I don't feel like it. And, 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 and that's it. We just don't do. But there is always a blessing awaiting us when we're able to push beyond the I don't feel like it moment and just do what we have committed ourselves to doing for the Lord. My brother, sister, when it comes to fulfilling our desire in the service of the Lord or in life in general, but in this particular context here, thinking of our service as we launch into this new year, as we make our resolutions and all of these things, remember that just having a desire is not enough. We must be determined that we are going to follow through, we are going to push against the things that push us or presses us, we are going to push back and we are going to go on. We are going to discipline ourselves. Amen. That even when we don't feel like it, amen, we know that we have already committed ourselves to it and so we do it nevertheless. And I trust that as we move into this year for all the groups in our church, all the ministries in our church, that we all will take a stand against the I don't feel like it syndrome and fight. Amen. Bible said the kingdom of God suffer violence. The violence taken by force. Yes, that we fight to do what God has called us to do to impact the kingdom of God for his glory and for his honor. And I say to us again, let us not be weary well doing. Let us keep pressing on. Let us keep doing. Because God has a way of, uh, you know, surprising us sometimes and causes us to be amazed, amen, that we, when, when, when he moves, all that we can say, this is God. That none of us can take any credit for anything. All we have to say, this is God. Hmm. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. David's desire was that he would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What is your desire? Don't give up on it. It might get hard, it might get rough, but you must be determined. You must discipline yourself. And if you do, God is able to bring to pass what it is that we desire of Him. Amen and amen. Praise God. There are so many, so many things that we have started here at our church and they go on for a little while, but uh, we lack determination, many instances and discipline. And we give in to the, I don't feel like it syndrome. But let us make this year a different year. Amen. Let us resolve that no matter what, we're going to 
discipline ourselves. We're going to go on and we're going to please the Lord. We're going to do what God would have us to do for his glory and for his honor. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise, honor, we adore you. Thank you for your word, the truth of your word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Pray that your word, Lord, would cause a stirring inside of us, deep down in our spirits, deep down in our souls, that Father God, we would resolve that no matter what, we are going to fulfill our purpose even as we go through this year. Grant us the grace, the strength, all that we would need, Lord, to be what you would have us to be and to do what you would have us to do. If there is somebody in this house who have never yet surrendered to you, I pray, O oh God, for this individual, I pray, dear Father, that somebody would say, Lord, save me. I want you. I, I, want, I want to be in your presence. I want to live for you. I want to be a Christian. Lord, save somebody today, we pray. Help somebody to understand the love of God. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that if we believe in him, we will not perish. Oh God, help somebody to choose life today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.